Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Morning Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. I am here with Hans Gruber Fitness. Very nice. And I am here with the conspiracy against me. Gentlemen, what is going on this morning? Uh, Stevie, you hit me with a little topic that we're going to go into in Master Shoot Theater. What's on your mind this morning, Stevie? Well, obviously, uh, you know, insurrections and riots and overthrowing the government. Just like anybody else that gets a good workout in, you just feel like you want to riot and do things and usurp and and kill the party of love and caring, which are killing people. But that's okay. I'm an extremist. I admit it. I work out every day. So, therefore, MSNBC has said I'm a far-right extremist. Because you work out every day. Even Jesus Christ. It's you get like the it's like the double reverse Uno. If you believe in Jesus, it means you're a murderous prick. You just have yeah. to, that's what Jesus thought. Yeah. Very nice. We will we will talk a little bit about that and dive into that on Mass Issue Theater. Ben, what's this conspiracy going on against you? I tried to warn you about hanging out with these extremist Christians and you guys wouldn't listen to me. And uh, here we are now. Yeah, we are. Uh, the conspiracy against me is uh, referees. Donut making uh, commentators, uh, promoters, uh, LGBTQ women's champions, uh, the the audience. I don't even know. Everybody at this point could be in on it uh, to screw me out of my immortal heavyweight championship. And uh, that's what they did on Saturday. And uh, I'm going to have revenge on everyone and probably even uh, those within one degree of separation from them as well. So yeah, I saw some female getting in the ring and slapping you, Ben. What, what was that? Uh, no, that was a giant Boston cream pie donut she hit me in the face with uh, from dipping Donuts uh, and cost me, uh, yeah, and uh, with referee sideburns in there acting like Don Stevens, throwing his hands in the air like he just don't care and, and not DQing her or anything along those lines. So they're all in on it, and they're all going to be uh, destroyed. And you're the bad. And meanwhile, you're the bad guy. And I'm the bad bad guy. guy. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to defend my title. I draw one of the biggest houses in a brand new town. I'm I'm wrestling inside of a sauna. So like they like it really pretty amazing. That actually a lot of it plays. I mean, it was like back in the days in Riyadh. So uh, you know they they ribbed themselves on that one. So uh, don't worry, payback's coming swift. Very so I think you're 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 playing the victim a little bit too much. I have well, one important question that that yeah. will change your perspective on this whole situation. Right. The day of the show, did you work out? I did. I did work out. What are you um, doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, yeah I knew it was came back to get me, and I mind, never mind pump on a pole match. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did in the match consume probably a thousand calories of donut in one. 
second, really, to be honest. Well, you're a liberal you. now. Is that what you're Yeah, saying? yeah. So I'm, I'm flip-flopping. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Less. Look at his face. He's, like, He's had a rough day, old Vinny. He yeah. with that that raw kicked the shit out of him. Oh last my night. god! Well, we did open up oh with uh, we did open up with uh, Finn Balor and his uh, mean face, um, and we get into the family drama within Judgment Day, um, and then uh, then I the, the strangest thing happened. Look, poor Ben don't don't even know what hit him. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, the strangest <sighs> thing happened. It's no Finn Balor mean face, but what are you going to do? Bro, I swear to God. Now, Ben, I've accused you of of getting hired by the WWE after. Oh, I thought you were going to accuse me of getting high. That was what I was saying. I saw that. that. Guilty. After allegedly uh, being a consultant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, you know, I've accused you of kind of uh, secretly making a plan with the WWE. You are on the writing team and you did, you know, you kind of left me and Stevie out in the cold. Mm. And there were more signs perhaps of Ben's writing on this show. Because I'm watching this show and, and Seth Goofball Rollins comes out with a plate from catering. And, you know, again, as an adult watching this show, which I can't wait to get into later because, um, I, I, you know, the comments last night on Sports Keto were that uh, I am not getting it because this show is not written for me. It is written for a younger audience. And we will get into that later on. But uh, Goofball comes out with a plate from catering. And I'm like, okay, bro, what? what I, I know there's a corny punchline here someplace. I know there is. You don't know what it is? Did you figure it out? Yeah, yeah, this goes back to Baltalesh. Remember Baltalesh? Oh, yeah. How can I forget? I am up for uh, daytime (laughs) Emmy for that one. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, bro, what's this goofball doing now? And then, bro, I put two and two together. And Stevie, we're in Buffalo. Yeah. So he's got Buffalo wings. He's got a (laughs) plate of buffalo rings and I, i'm watching this and i'm like really like re- can you imagine austin pulling that like really bro what do you mean really pal we had a three-hour goddamn meeting on whether we should get him from anchor bar duffs or tully's that was a whole goddamn thing into itself who had the best wings and chicken fingers were we gonna go chicken tenders were we gonna go straight wing i said we gotta go wing flat flats or drumsticks this was a serious decision making, son. Yeah, speaking of serious, I'm not going to sit here while you guys make a mockery out of That's the right. subtlety that Seth Rollins showed with these buffalo chicken wings in Buffalo. I mean, dude, you want to talk about like you really have to have like Ben says a master class to interpret the nuance of holding it like this and not holding it upside down because the buffalo wings would spill. There's so much attention to detail in this promo. Yeah. And then he he literally laughed in eighth notes to make sure that it was on the right frequency. Does it sound like bullshit? Because it is. So there. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, what really pissed me off is we rehearsed for another hour of how to suck the meat off the bone. And he was leaving a lot of meat on the bone there, pal. I needed a big bone suck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, as soon as I saw this, I knew we we are in for a very, very, very long night. And, and, and Stevie, I want to tell you something, because I know you're an NFL guy, and I'm an MLB guy. And I'm going to tell you this, bro. This is without a shadow of a doubt. This, this is the difference. Bro, listen, I explained to Dr. Chris yesterday, this is what we're looking at with Monday Night Roy. Vince has a conversation with Ari and Nick Khan. And, okay, bro, how many billions of dollars are we bringing? Did, did we bring in last year? Oh, Vince, you brought in $100 billion. Okay, that's great. And what were our television ratings on Monday night? Ah, Vince, the ratings were about $1.75 million. Okay, bro, we brought in $100 billion. The ratings, $1.75. Keep riding it, bro. Just put it on cruise control. Don't change anything, bro. Just keep riding it. As long as we're bringing in the $100 billion, the $1.75 is fine. Therefore, that is why nothing will will ever change. But I will say this, Stevie, because other other brands and products are looking to become better because case in point last night, Stevie, 
what had been left? Is it something we said, uh, uh, Stevie? Uh, I, I don't know. Something my camera just turned off. Oh, wait, the show he they're, at, they're at it again, I think Ben. I got, uh, messed up. Uh, money, he'd be able to buy a new camera. Yeah, they're Stevie. at it. The conspiracies against me. They are yeah, against me. So uh, I'll continue to talk while while Ben addresses that. There he is. There you are, Ben. So so obviously, bro. You know, during for the last couple of years. You know, the Major League Baseball had a plan to put in place, you know, the the pitch clock and the bigger bases and all this stuff to speed along the game to increase viewership. Bro, no doubt in my mind, the memo went out to the league also that, bro, we're putting the best players in the home run derby. Okay, I know you guys want to go home and vacation for four days with your family. Bullshit. The cream of the crop are participating in the home run derby because we need to showcase MLB. So during this show, the home run derby is going on on ESPN. And man, bro, they, from what this used to be to what it is now, they have amped it up a million times over. And bro, it went, you know, again, we, we, we we can say the fix was in. I don't think it was, though, because the players were so blown up by the end of it, bro. But Stevie and Ben, bro, it goes down to the last 10 seconds. So, I mean, you know, it was riveting television is what I'm saying. uh, MLB is clearly, clearly trying to bring uh, players back to baseball. But yet on the other channel, you got Seth Goofball Rollins with a plate of freaking buffalo wings, and this is just freaking tremendous. Then, bro, we 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 go from that. This is what what freaking. So the opening segment is there's dissension within the family. That's the opening segment. There's dissension within Judgment Day. Okay, so guess what, Ben? We go to Riddle and McIntyre against Imperium. Uh, da Vinci gets pinned. And guess what, Ben? There's problems in Imperium. <laughs> now, now, now they're staring down the guy that. Okay, bro, bro, look, look at the pattern here. There's dissension within the bloodline. There's dissension within uh, a Judgment Day. There's dissension within Imperium. Do we know anything other than dissension on this show? No, it's just an easy uh, card to play when they think things are stale and they're not because we don't even really know much about Da Vinci and to do uh, uh, dissension in the ranks in the heel team. Who gives a shit? And and what's weirder is that was a really good match. Like they made that match look too easy the way those guys performed together. And they shined uh, Da Vinci in that. Like he threw him onto him into a stack vertical suplex brain buster like to show his strength off now if you were gonna do like a you fucked up and you're not as good as us he they should have had botched spots in there throughout where he's dropping the ball instead they shine him he looked awesome and then they were like fuck you so okay what do you want from me just because i lost the match on the on, on what was circled like the the story didn't that that first uh de- deception didn't uh make as much sense to me because he looked good in the match. so uh, And they're heels. So why do we have anything? If you're going to turn a heel to babyface, there needs to be some type of Sophie's choice where he comes to a crossroads and needs to make a, a, a positive decision or he has to be the demon that slays another demon, like the, the devil. We have to go get a devil to fight the devil. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, he's in yeah. neither of those positions uh to to go over the top there so it's very strange inception yeah, and, and bro again. keep in mind i even forgot to mention we're, we're coming off the heels of ronda rousey and Shayna basil which came yeah. out of nowhere so okay bro every every storyline or okay i'll give you the benefit of the doubt every other storyline is going to be revolve around dissension now uh in in the ranks bro you know when you're writing a show there's one dissension story there's one, bro. Not, not not four, not five. There's freaking one. Again, bro. It's just it, it is the obvious. Go to the obvious. Go to the obvious. Stevie, what do you think about this? Hey, I have a question. You're talking about baseball. You're, we're talking about football, and there's been plenty of stories about dissension in both in any real sport. I, I famously go back to the Donovan McNabb 
Terrell Owens, like Terrell Owens, anywhere he went, actually, the Niners, Eagles, then the Cowboys. Here's my question to you both about this, because wrestling has concert elements to the entrance music. Now they're singing along. They have a, a great deal of interaction with that. But also the dissension. How is it, especially with that, how is it with baseball, football, basketball, uh, hockey, whatever it might be, even even Hollywood, they talk about dissension, like, say, The Rock and Vin Diesel, like every day, like they're getting clicks and views and you're tuning into Undisputed or First Take to see about the dissension or the drama in sports. Pro wrestling has it built in already, Vince and Ben. Well, what can they do? I ask the law every episode now. What can they do to reformat to create that seven-day-a-week interest between the shows to kind of generate because you have pro wrestling in other sports and it's successful, but other sports type stuff in pro wrestling just doesn't translate. Does that make sense? What can we do to take from pro sports in the real life drama? And no, what I'm saying is pro wrestling already has the interesting, like, uh, talking head debate of five days a week. They'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and the trade. Yeah. Well, Aaron it needs Rodgers. to be, it needs to be a show like this or any other one that whatever favorite podcast you're listening to that's put on in a, uh, a mainstream format that unabashedly talks and holds the programs accountable for the quality of work that they're putting out. Because when it comes from within their own, uh, uh, wheelhouse, uh, it's all going to be nothing more than a propaganda shill. So they're never going to look at themselves with a critical eye and hold themselves to a higher standard and have people talking or if the rumor mill or whatever, they'll never address it. So it has to be something along those lines of former professionals, uh, now that are talking heads. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was talking about that on last night's show. Like when you look at, when you look at Ronda Rousey and, uh, Shayna Baszler, who, okay, bro. Here's the bottom line. Nobody gives a shit about either one of them. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Ronda Rousey, but the WWE made you not give a shit about Ronda Rousey. What I was saying, bro, is if I am a writer of that company or if I am Trips or if I am, you know, the Frito Bandito, okay, and I've got these two MMA fighters and I've never been a part of that MMA world. I am sitting down both of these women and I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question, give me some scenarios where MMA fighters, two fighters in the locker room do not get along and do not like each other. Like give me some real life scenarios of how, I mean, bro, they both got, you know, careers and background in, in the, in MMA. Ronda Rousey has probably seen this a million times. Give me real life scenarios of what happened. Well, Stevie, get- Stevie and I are pretty close to this because we helped uh, with Colby Covington and John Hartnett, who's very, uh, you know, uh, avid, I mean, media group and brand member who's his team coach. And then all that went down with um, what's his name in Florida, the street fighter guy that was a uh, champ. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he he came off during those fights. The the guy with Covington, uh, he tacked him outside of a steakhouse Mas- after Covington. Masvidal. Like, the, if you get enough heel heat <laughs> in your wrestling storyline, that can drive MMA fighters nuts to get them to sell and assault you outside of it. Like, the, the, those that's the real-life scenario of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I'm asking them, and then when they tell me, I'll, I, I'd be like, okay, we're doing that. It, bro, it's, it's really kind of that simple. Like, it, it literally is that simple. But anyway, forget about that. So then, bro, I guess I missed this, man, because I was watching the Home Run Derby, bro. I didn't give a shit about any of this. I, I guess Seth and Dominic had a match, and, and then um, I, I guess um, – what, what happened here, bro? Who interfered, and then Owens and Seth and the other clown came out? What happened here, bro? This is where we made the shitty six. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, what had yeah been, been, I, I literally was watching the home run derby. So yeah, tell, the heels, tell heels ring in heat. Baby faces ran out for the save, and that's where we get. Uh, you know, we're right away. You know what's coming. Uh, you know, for the for the main event, <laughs> and I go, well, that's it, Buffalo. What do you get tonight? And you get nothing. You get no story advancement. You get a simple setup show within the show, all in one experience. No bigger thing but hey we're gonna call him senior money in the bank oh, that's the big God, fucking man. that's the thing for the senior night your money in the bank bro that's i wrote that i wrote senior how about if we put this <laughs> <in there>? uh, <laughs> uh i just gotta go back to even though we we're not at the seg yet while you were talking about Rhonda and uh shana they're missing it they they barely touch the surface of it they did it backwards and and shana was about you didn't pay your dues or whatever well, Ron is UFC champ. And like you said, why do, isn't Ron translating? Because everybody came in and was like, Rhonda's here, everybody. Yay. And all the girls marked out for her. And then that newness wears off. And Ronda doesn't want to deal with wrestling marks and all that shit in the road schedule, which a UFC fighter doesn't have to deal with only when they're on top doing press. And that reality of $50, $50 Waldorf salads comes crashing down pretty fucking quick. And then her promos aren't there. She has the kid, leaves. And what is it? What is the real overarching thing is she doesn't give a fuck about wrestling or wrestling fans or the love of wrestling or that. She came in off celebrity to make big money. Good for her. Absolutely super smart to do that. But that's the story they need to tell if they're going to turn her heel. And she goes, you know what? I came here with high hopes. But every one of you scumbags out here makes me sick to even look at believing in this bullshit. I'm a legit fighter and you won't get behind me. Fuck you and fuck wrestling. I got four months left on my contract. I'm going to break every bitch's arm around here that I possibly can, starting with you and uh, and and work her way out as a monster heel that way and, and then pay off that heat right before you leave. Because that's the reality. She doesn't care about pro wrestling. She doesn't care about entertaining the fans. It was all about the paycheck. And to get over in WWE, it doesn't matter really how good you are or not. If you prove to the fans that you love pro wrestling and this is all you ever wanted, your boyhood dream, (laughs) that's enough to keep you in their hearts and minds more than being a former UFC champion who thought you could come in and do this shit. So they're missing the boat on the real id of what this should be already. And then Shayna Baszler is going to beat Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. And who gives a shit? Thundercats. Oh, yes. Who gives, a shit? who gives a shit? Because they've already had half the match last night. Right. Yeah. Right. Dude, they, 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 let them, they, so much, they let them have too much physicality, I think, mm-hmm. to, to, to um, not water them down, but wear out the whole angle. Yeah. Like it might not. It might be next week on Raw and then done. Yeah, you used to hear off the time all the time, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later. I swear to God, I always used to hear this from Vince off the all the time. Well, Vince, if you do that, you take the bloom off the rose, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, bro. I swear to God, when any anybody that looks back on this show and 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 realizes the fact that a non WWE wrestler is the best act on this show you should be freaking embarrassed because I'm talking about now the Logan Paul uh, segment with Ricochet. Bro, first again, let, let me please preface this. Bro, I met Ricochet one time at Lucha Underground, and the guy was so respectful to me. He was such a nice freaking guy. This is not freaking personal. I'm watching this, and Ricochet comes out, and he's cutting this promo. And here's the first question I ask myself: Okay, what what is Ricochet's pro? What what is Ricochet's character? He's been on this show for a very long time. I have no idea what his character is. So then he tells us what is his character. I take risks for each and every one of you, bro. Oh keep taking risk for them because when you're 70 years old, 60 years old, and you can't get out of bed, guess what, bro? <clears throat> you could thank each and every one of them because <laughs> you took all your risk for them. Bro, That that's just so freaking idiotic. That's like saying, bro, I, I, I will jump off a eight-store building and – for each and every one of you, because I know you'll you'll pop. That, I, I'm so sick of hearing this idiotic talk. 
So then, bro, now Logan Paul comes out and cuts what is a shoot promo and has the line maybe of the freaking year that I'm sure did not come out of a WWE writer, but rather, you know, Logan Paul, where he basically says, you know, bro, you're, 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 you're a highlight reel. You're a TikTok. You know, you're, you're looking for the bait. You're looking for the numbers. You know, basically, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for that moment, which we talk about here all the time. That that's what they're looking for, bro. They're looking for that one moment and that one move where, okay, bro, now it's all over social media and Ricochet is a, uh, you know, is, is is an unbelievable wrestler and we're going to give him five stars during his matches. But then Logan Paul turns around and says, I am the moment. I'm not looking for the moment. I am the moment. But I'm I'm watching this, bro, and I'm I'm watching Logan Paul, who is freaking great. There's a reason why people are drawn to Logan Paul. And then he's basically cutting a shoot promo, like, you know, bro, all you're all you're looking for are moments. And I, I'm I'm looking for longevity, and I have longevity, and people know who I am, and I'm like. Bro, you you kind of just made, you know, he kind of makes Ricochet look like a moron, in my opinion, because everything he's saying is absolutely true. What was your take on this, Stevie? Yeah, I mean, this was a dangerous place for Ricochet to be there with literally his dick in his hand in the ring taking it. He said so many things that should have, like, you caught our call an audible and brawl. They should have, he should have got mad. It's like, I'll make a moment right now and punch him in the face. And that would have been off to the races there. But I don't know. Like, and what, 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 what was the moment he made, Stevie? Exactly what Logan Paul is talking about. Exactly. He dives out of the ring and does a somersault. And it, that, that was exactly what he was just talking about, bro. I just watched like some of the best scenes from Indiana Jones. And when he did that, I was hoping Paul Logan Paul would do the Indiana Jones shit yeah, yeah. talk a lot. <laughs> because that's what wrestling is. See, that's the thing. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, even you talk about Stephen Amell and all these people, they come in for a cup of coffee and they look better than the people that have it, the boyhood dream. That makes everybody else look like they suck. Nick Khan's got to look at this and go, We're, we've crossed the Rubicon now. Either we got to go full on Hollywood crossover or we can't book them anymore because they make our full-time talent look like shit. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Uh, I think uh, I'm tired of tight shirts and tight pants and I'm guys looking weird like that. Just to, <laughs> they, they look like they work at the mall, bro. Like no, no men I hang out with look like that or no. dress like that, like a 12 year old. I'm tired of that stupid shit, bro. Not even triple it D. It looks dumb. <laughs> well, he does triple D. Does somebody? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, but that's the that's the whole thing, man. Of just like, how am I supposed to believe in you? And then what's the excuse? Corey Graves goes, "You don't know anything about fashion." And I'm like, "You're right. I don't. I know about beating people's faces in." That's what I know about because that's what this business is. You want to know about fashion? That's why Maxim Male Models is not on TV. <laughs> so go join them, you know, and then, hey, I can jump over the top rope in a front flip and almost blow my knee out. Ta-da. Okay. Great. <laughs> he, almost, he did almost pop it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good, good, good job. Congratulations. And it's just funny because everything the heel said about the heel just said about you, everything he just said about you came to absolute fruition when you did that. Oh, That's exactly well, I, I, what he just great said heel, about you. A great heel only has to do one thing is tell a harsh truth that people don't want to hear. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Stevie. I was going to say though, Ricochet might be smarter than all of us because mm -hmm. the last time he did that flip to the floor was against Velveteen dream. And look what happened to him right after. That. Yeah. Right after. Well, fours a crowd in the so steam. That could be a hex, like the flipping <laughs> hex to the floor. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, this, uh, this stuff with Logan Paul reaffirms that they should have put the title on him. Oh, or yeah. the money, yeah, money in the bank yeah. on him. Yeah, they money bro, in the bank. Seriously, better yet, he better yet he should start his own wrestling promotion and kick the WWE's ass, bro. 
Well, that's really where you should be going with this. Fuck having a match of Spanish fly high spot that goes to it. If Ricochet wants to get over and prove it for the first time, you go into Logan Paul's world and you have them box for real. Hmm. And, and Ricochet needs to step up and it's not a worked fight. It's not a brawl for all. It's five rounds, five, whatever three minute rounds. Like I would have boxed Billy's ears in and, and you put it over that way and take away what makes him special and see if he can thrive that way. Because the reality is, is, is talented and uh, incredibly gifted as Ricochet is physically and balance wise and agility. Uh, the promo skills are still at a third grade level. And that takes 10,000 hours of acting classes, impersonations, getting out of your comfort zone. And, and if you have, are that comfortable in your physical body and what you can do, you should be able to use that in character development and where you need to go as well. So I can't even really liken him. I, the only person I can like to him, liking him to is another person who I think is kind of a shitty actor is Vin Diesel, who kind of mails in all of his acting as well. So uh, that, what can we take from if he's kind of that archetype a little bit? You know, the only thing yeah. I ever like Vin Diesel in really was uh, Saving Private Ryan is the small bit there. But that was about it, dude. Yeah. Well, bro, then, then, then I'm, then, then I'm going about the, uh, then I'm talking about the Vince McMahon bloom off the rose. Oh my God. If, yeah. if, if, if either one of you guys have the explanation of this. So Becky Lynch is going into SummerSlam against Trish Stratus and a couple of weeks before Trish Stratus's lackey beats Becky Lynch. Are you effing kidding me? Like, what? 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 So the lackey just beat Becky Lynch. So what, what, what is it going to do for Trish Stratus if she beats Becky Lynch, whose lackey just beat her? What, what, what do they do? Stevie, that is so ass-freaking-backwards. Usually the heel would feed the lackey to the opponent that they're going to face in a couple of weeks, hoping that the opponent softens them up. They put the lackey over Becky Lynch. Bro, I'm telling you, Becky Lynch is in the doghouse, and she's been in the doghouse for a very long time. Reason being, oh, my God, she had a kid. Are you freaking kidding me, Becky Lynch? That's more important to you, bro, than your WWE career. And then you go on Austin's show and you make the statement that wrestling is no longer the most important thing in your life. How did, bro, ever since that day, they've been booking her like absolute shit. And how does Becky Lynch not say, Wait a minute, you want me to lose to her lackey three weeks before I face her? Go ahead, Stevie. Well, if she did bring that up, or even if she did, and this is my guess as to what happened, since they're big on dissension in these groups, she beats Zoe. Then even worse than what you said, she's going to beat Trish. So she can't beat her lackey, but she can beat the leader. Then there's going to be dissension amongst Trish and Zoe, Trish is going to put Zoe over. Then they're going to 50-50 book Zoe because they think she's instantly over from the one win or two wins. That's that's my thought. Yeah, a lot of sense in that. Ben? Scary, scary real how close he was on <laughs> what's going to come to fruition from that. Uh, kid or not, they had they were checking her last night because they had her on crotch cam plenty last night. They were all up in in that ass, but uh, still more bad acting uh, where come out and cut the promo and then cut to Becky in the ring and we get the, uh, the owl face. The anger, like that's supposed to be angry. Mm. I'm so like mad I like at you. The, I like yeah, the yeah. owl face. <laughs> uh, so, the, you know, the, they're just spinning their wheels before SummerSlam. Even the Cody stuff later is like, hey, we had six weeks and nothing just so Cody could finally get to go. I want the rubber match at SummerSlam. Like, oh, great. Like, like we didn't know that was coming. So we absolutely did no business and everything in between was just like all filler, no killer to get to that point. But, hey. Hang tight. 
because the story's just being written or just yes. do you think that do you think that Vince made him you gotta say Summer Slam a lot. Say that uh, a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would need uh, at least six, seven Summer Slams in this promo. Say with oh, yeah, bro, Slam, ben, Slam, Vince Slam. was so in the Irish guy's ear because it broke oh. if the Irish guy kept calling somebody by their moniker one more for uh, uh what you gonna call the Maverick the Maverick the Maverick the Maverick the A lister the A lister the a- oh my god please bro please the, pan- the panting is is incredible from the, the, this guy with the exas- exasperated everything is uh, i'm just like dude fucking get him an oxygen tank or please. an inhaler and get the fuck off the mic it's I know bro. the vocal cord doctor if he if he needs yeah. bro. He was my favorite thing, bro. You know how like sometimes they'll pre-tape and pay absolutely no attention to <laughs> no attention to detail whatsoever, right? So Ben, uh Becky loses. She's got the owl face. Do, do the owl face for me again. I like that. She's got the owl face. Bro, we cut right to right to her husband. In the locker room with Owens and and the other guy, uh, Sammy Zayn. Who, Sammy? Thank you for wearing the t-shirt last night. You must have listened to our last show. He, we go in the locker room, bro. Seth Rollins does not react whatsoever to his wife just losing the match one second ago, bro. He doesn't want any of that heat. <laughs> Like, I don't know who she is. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> here's what here's what I was hoping because I said I said as soon as he walked out in the opener with the fucking plate of uh, hot wings, I go, "Fuck that! I'm not eating a plate of hot wings if I got to work a shitty six in two hours, bro." And he's whipping them down. That should have been a oh my god, I'm gonna shit my pants kind of scene. I gotta get rid of these hot wings and done some comedy there after eating some asshole burners from Buffalo because. That's the last thing you want, bro, is the I can't eat like five hours before I have a match, really. Even if we have catering, I don't put anything down. And uh, <laughs> and I thought that would have been a, a good touch-up, funny spot right there. Yeah, anything. A- absolutely, bro. Bro, I swear to God, you guys, seriously, I want you guys to give me a little bit of it because you guys know, uh, you guys know a lot about a lot of things and something about everything. Okay, so Ben, before I get into the Vikings stealing the varsity jacket, sure, yeah. Can I you mean, give me a little background on Vikings? Like, like what, 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 what kind of people were they as a shoot? Can you give me a little background, Stevie? Feel free to chime in on on what what really is a Viking. Like Ben, Ben has more Viking watching experience than I do. I can tell you, I can tell you that both those guys actually and the girl in real life, right? Like you see the the Oscar stuff or the people out, what they're doing on their own social media is more Viking than anything like this. They're not pillaging. They're not pillaging Ohio State. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If there's one thing Vikings are known for, it's interrupting graduation ceremonies. There's been (laughs) countless slaughters of people sitting there waiting to cheer on their children, and then in comes a horde of raping and pillaging Vikings and lays a hole. I saw that valedictorian get impaled that one year, and I swore I would never go to another graduation. Exactly. I mean, if you can make it through. Uh, uh, Yeah, (laughs) Vikings are... Uh, Norse people that uh, kind of ruled uh, the seas uh, between the Americas and, and I guess, uh, the coastline of Europe, uh, you know, in small tribes. And they believe in a lot of old gods uh, before Christianity came through and, and like everybody else and reformed them to some degree. And uh, that's why you have Odin and, and a lot of ruins and relics and, and sword play. And they were fishermen hunters and and uh somewhat farmers i think but it depended on which uh if you were on the coast or wherever or as depend inland and then they would go and try and set up new communities and that meant uh go and kill people until they go please stop killing us we'll give you land and you can uh, assimilate into our community like that was pretty much their structure so this could have just been nothing more than the viking raiders looking to get into higher education where they came and you know killed everyone at the at the graduation ceremony, just really that's them asking to get into the freshman class next year. So I see that we're going to see a whole 
matriculation of the Viking Raiders where they turn into scholars by the end of this. Oh, this like was just that. them inviting like that. themselves. That's my long-term business now, mm. uh, card subject to change. Mm. Uh, but oh, yeah, it was it was stupid as can be to have a graduation, and I thought they did good with the graduation bit a little bit with the with the varsity jacket, but then it just took a left turn. Yeah, all right. Let's let's Shayna Baszler and Emma. We already spoke about that. Oh my God, bro. So this they're arguing with me uh, online that you know. Sorry, bro, sorry. One other thing: if this was Attitude Era, which is everybody at home in the in your main demo wanted this to be, she's out there in the fucking whole graduation cap and gown and her own thing and then they needed to put the jacket on and the whole big thing was to be a reveal of what she had now sexy girl sexy bodysuit attitude era this would have been complete fredericks of hollywood lingerie yeah. sexy girl da, 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 and then put the coat on whatever yeah. you know what i mean or i can't right she shows it and she has to cover back up we get none of that in 2023 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Ben, they're arguing with me last night on Sports Keter about this. This show is for a younger audience, and you're the guy yelling at the cloud, and you don't get it, and you don't understand it, and blah 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 blah. blah. So I'm like, okay, bro, this this show is for a younger audience, bro. It's for a younger crowd. As a matter of fact, bro, Cody Rhodes comes out, and he he gives that belt, Stevie, to a you know, an eight-year-old in the first row every single time. Okay, bro. But then we're going to – I swear I could not believe I was hearing this with my ears. And and one of you guys need to explain to me, what 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 what, what is this dude doing? What What is what is he doing? So, bro, we, we hear about the life goals and we hear about the momentum and it's the typical Cody Rhodes bullshit promo every single time. Bro, he then references Darwinism? Like, bro, who are you talking to? Are you talking to the eight-year-old kid you're giving the best? I never, I'm watching this. I'm like, bro, this, this, this is supposed to be the guy who's the son of a plumber. And who's taken up for his old man who never won a title, which meant never got the proper respect he deserved. And you're going out there and you're talking about Darwinism, something that the people don't have a clue to what you're Stevie. I don't understand. What is with this guy, bro? Well, there was a hot mic moment, too, that uh, raised the ESG score of WWE because when Cody handed the belt to the eight-year-old, he asked him if he was a boy, girl, non-binary, or gender fluid. <laughs> and that's that's how he hands the belts out, according to that. Yeah, I don't know what in the world. Cody is like, that's why I never understood, you know, no offense to him, because he is over and he's talented and all this stuff, but I never understood why he was so over with the underground crowd, like the bullet club crowd. Cause he looks like one of the, he looks like a hundred year old man in a 30 year old body <laughs> pocket watch checkered suits. Blind. He, he literally looks like somebody going through a midlife crisis, not a young, like hungry guy, but people like it. Maybe what's old is new and new and old or whatever the saying is. I mean, I, I don't understand it. And I, I'm going to get into Ben's head like uh, uh, I don't understand the psychology of Cody Rhodes like Ben when I look at you and I you know obviously we're friends and I've learned over the years if somebody said to me oh yeah bro by the way Ben Hamin's dad is a lumberjack mm. I would say well that, that, yeah that, bro, that, that doesn't surprise if you told me if I did not know Cody Rhodes from Adam and you said to me, yeah, bro, his dad was every man. He was common man. He was son of a plumber, always having to fight it for everything. I would say, no way, bro. There's no way a guy like that could have raised this guy. I'm missing something here, Ben, with Cody's presentation. I really am, bro. Yeah, it's half Monopoly man, half uh, video game, half – uh, not, I guess that'd be uh, three halves, uh, third, uh, three, 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 uh, whatever the character is, uh, from some superhero show, 
right? That he's supposed to be emulating. I can't, I can't remember the dude's name. Some new superhero show where it's the blonde, the like uh, American hero, but he's still kind of a dick. I don't know. And then he can touch the thing on his neck and turn into a jet and fly away if he You're needs. You're talking to. about a Homelander from the boys. Homelander, yeah, that's what that's what he that's what the boys, right? That's exactly what the most of the characters rip from at this point, like the look wise. So yeah, he's kind of, um, he's kind of a WWE baby face. He just murders people every episode. So yeah, right. Yeah. He can kill Brock Lesnar. So he's un- unstoppable. Right. So yeah, man. And the guy's super intelligent. Like I, even when he was a young man at OVW, he always had that essence about him. He's, he's not arrogant to the point of like looking down on people. He's just uh, an intellectual dude who likes that, that stuff. So, uh, to, but, uh, if you want to see Darwinism, there's no better place to be than Buffalo, New York, uh, go to a <laughs> Buffalo bills game and fucking watch them jump through tables that are on fire in the fucking parking lot. You'll see the lowest levels of Darwinian theory. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. All right. Moving right along. Uh, then we go to Miz and Champa. I, I was happy bro to see Miz wrestling this, serious and what i love bro is they they start chanting tiny balls and he absolutely no sold it did not put it over we're finally we're seeing a more serious side but then here's the question bro help, help me with this psychology stevie so he makes a deal with um bronson reed okay to 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 come out you know he's got Kobach. oh is he doing this again is he buying somebody else but Stevie, if you're making a deal with Bronson Reed, are you going to tell him, "Hey bro, listen, come out at the 15-20 minute mark after I got my ass kicked?" Or are you telling the dude in in a no DQ match, are you telling the dude to come out at the top of the match, bro? <laughs> like which, which you're going to get your ass kicked first, bro. Go through tables, announce tables, and then you come out, bro, after the guy kicked my ass. What? Well, he might have a brand new character for Miz where he's a masochist. He likes he likes <laughs> taking pain. Cuz I know Tom Brady's always telling that left tackle, "Hey, I don't want you to block until I get sacked seven times and start blocking. Yeah. It's incredible. That's I present this question, you know, because people say we're so close ended and we just make fun of it. Serious question. Why can't we just change everything that's tired and old in wrestling and start, like you say, blow it up and start all over again. Cause this stuff is way, way too played out and predictable. Yeah. Ben, what's the psychology of let me get my ass kicked, then you come out? Uh, yeah, it's very masochistic. And this will just be spinning the wheels because I read they were going to put DIY with Gargano back together with them and Gargano's maybe still not be cleared. And who knows if Vince is even hot on Gargano. That's a tough sell, you know what I mean, to restart him again. Uh, so we'll see if they do that. I know that. Zane and uh, Owens want to work with them oh, uh, God, to help get them over. That. But yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see that. Part yeah, I know that's going to be a <laughs> fucking <laughs> muscle man spectacle. <laughs> can't wait, bro. Okay, yeah. yeah, please. Take, so make sure where are we? Where are we really going to go to get get them over out of the storyline? I don't see anybody really getting elevated too much out of here. Bronson Reed is smashing down two guys who are half his size. It's a little bit of heat, but nobody is – you're not getting over by smashing down Miz or really Ciampa because he's not that made yet on WWE main roster. So we need a, a real feud for uh, Bronson Reed because that's where the most money out of anybody in this combination is, right? We have, yeah. What Bam Bam Bigelow stuff can we do with him to get him elevated to the next level? Yeah. God, bro. Then, then again, go. This is typical WWE. We, 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 we're going to marry uh, Chelsea Green and um, Carmella, you know, because their personalities are similar. Oh. So we're going to marry them. Well, then, uh, then, not Carmella, Sonia. <laughs> no, it's Carmella. Carmella. That was the plan. Oh, oh was, I thought you were talking about last night. I thought you were talking. Yeah. Sorry, that I was the that. tag team. Carmella gets pregnant. So what do they do? Okay, so now we're just going to slot this wrestler in that wrestler's spot. 
And now Sonia and Ch- Chelsea Green are going to be attacking. There's going to be no explanation whatsoever of why they're a team and why they're together. And guess what, bro? Nobody's going to give a shit. Man, when we talk about the factory, Stevie, and just creating wrestlers, this one gets pregnant. Fine. Take her out. Slide this one in. This one blows out his knee. Fine. Take take him out. Slide this one in. That That's all they're doing they're not making us care about any of these people bro we were talking yesterday on smackdown when you just said slide this one in slide that one out it sounds like the scarn from threat level midnight (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite my favorite new finish that i'm going to do an analysis on so please check it out is the sunset flip frog splash from chelsea green did you see that vince Yes, I did. Yes. I'll jump over the ropes and I'm just going to go. Dude, these girls, and if they put her with Carmel, I would have been truly scared when two NXT girls that are so green are more coordinated, more crisp, and have a better grasp of psychology and ring positioning than the two that have been in the business for 10 years apiece. That's scary. Those, those uh, Coach Carter and uh, the Katana Sword are much better, even though they keep losing to them. It's exposing the business as being fake because the other two are literally. Did you? What was that spot, Ben? Chelsea Green literally ran in a circle and went nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, where do I go? There's so many deer and headlight spots, and I see it on the Indies. I have them in my matches sometimes too, but. When I just in the back, like, hey, what do you want to do here? Uh, I'll do a slingshot over the top, slingshot sunset flip, and da, 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 and you know they want to do a code red or whatever off it too. It just uh, I, I'd be like, are you good at that? You can hit that ten out of ten times. You know what you're doing. Oh yeah, sure I do. Here we go, boom, right on your head. Oh, okay, and it, everybody looks really amateur and rotten at, at a level that's not ready for TV as opposed to doing what she is ready for TV for, which is being a Karen. And what, four weeks ago, was it now? We had that little Instagram thing where we see her flipping out. Have we had one follow-up since then? No. Nope. Get out there and wrestle with somebody else and do no business. And you NXT girls, make sure when you get beat and you're the baby faces, do an ugly face that shows that you're mad that you got beat. Like the fucking American Warrior Ninja girl. If this girl's American Warrior Ninja, you know what I'm going to have her do? I'm going to actually get all the way around the Titan Tron little foothold grabs and things and watch her scale right up and have some heel chasing her and bing, bang, boom, she goes right up and the heel's sitting there looking going, holy shit, and shine her that way. Not have one Karen thing and then <laughs> never reference it again and she's just a sexy girl who's doing bad moves now. And I popped the biggest last night because we're about mm, three and a half months in and we get the first pre-tape for Inda Shear to <laughs> introduce <laughs> who the fuck Inda Shear is. <laughs> so they are so on brand with all of this backwards, ignorant, how to build anyone or play to their strengths or keep our most rotten girls in the ring who are great at character doing character instead we do none of that and we make them wrestle so they expose themselves and possibly break their wrist for a fourth fucking time when they could get over by getting a donut in the fucking face backstage and be one of the most over characters on your product but go wrestles what could possibly go wrong now well bro speaking of that like ben i swear up up next stevie we've got mcintyre and riddle and i'm like i'm looking at this and i'm saying Bro, how could you not have a clue what to do with these two guys? You know, freaking Drew McIntyre looks like a freaking movie star, can cut a promo, looks like a wrestler. Riddle is, you know, a very good character, totally legit MMA badass. And you're putting these two guys together because you have zero clue of what to do with either one. Stevie, how are people not being fired when you've got two talents like this and you don't have a clue as to what to do with either one of them? 
Well, because the model in that company, and I know that very well as you do, Vince, the model in that company and usually in pro wrestling is even though you have 20 writers, it's the wrestler's fault for not creating something out there. That's the disconnect. The wrestlers get blamed for the bad creative because then when creative has nothing for them, they don't fire the writers. They fire the wrestlers. And I've never understood that. It's like if the bump, if the wrestler can't bump anymore, are you going to fire writers? Right. Exactly. That's the kind of yeah. sense it makes. So yeah, they should be fired, but they won't be. And um, just another thing about this actual match, I would tell these heels, eat that boot from Drew. He's floating in the air and the dude's way back here. Yeah. Lean into it because I've taken real boots from Bradshaw. Even running into Kevin Nash's boot, standing still is pretty rough. But you want to eat that boot. Just turn your head and take the back bump. He has missed. He hasn't missed. He just He's light with it, Vince. But the past half dozen kicks that he's thrown, the, the Claymore thing, yeah. Have missed everybody, right, Ben? Yeah, and he is, but he's that good, uh, and it's not on his fault, I don't no, think. It's our fault for not yeah, running into because the Because I was watching his neck breaker last night. Dude, he, there's that much air on either side of the grip, and he just, once he's got you hooked, he probably does one little iggy, and he's not holding on at all. And I was like, I got to make my neck breakers look like his. For a guy that size, have you ever been – there's so he looks big on camera. It's he's it's deceptively small. He is fucking huge, like to to stand next to him. So to have a guy as coordinated as that and as light as that is is a supreme worker. So everybody needs to step up to that level, in my opinion, of of making him look like the star. But let me put it this way: Is this a case of you're gonna have to eat shit for a little while, pal? Riddle goes away to rehab. The controversy with the adult film star, uh, you know, uh, now baby mama to be, I guess. And Drew kind of not, I don't know, holding them over the fire for contract negotiations, holding their feet to the fire, but maybe that's it. And now they're just like, yeah, you guys are together. We and silent heating them, just putting them on the card without fucking any explanation. That seems like there could be a percentage of that in there. What do you think? No, absolutely, bro, because it it would almost be you'd have to be trying not to get these two talents over. And and these guys worked so good, they made that match look easy. That was not an easy match. That yeah. was definitely not an easy one, and they made well, it look easy. Yeah, the opponents, too, need to have a struggle with them a little bit more. They were making it easy on them. Mm-hmm. I guarantee Gunther's not going to wrestle that style. No. <laughs> All right, then, guys, we've got, you know, like I said, man, the, 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 the home run derby is coming down to the last 30 seconds, and we've got the six-man tag in the ring, which means absolutely zero. Uh, go ahead, man. What do you guys think about this six-man tag to end the show? Uh, the finish, uh, was, you know, came however it needed to, but it didn't really advance anybody or any storyline or anything along those lines. And we had deception in the ranks early on, right. To kick things off. Well, where's the big deception point in this, that they're going to milk this out (laughs) and they're going to milk this out for freaking months, bro. So all this really is, is, Hey, Buffalo, who wants to see your favorite, upper mid card level stars in the main event tonight. Like that's all it really was. There was no long-term storytelling or a, a moving of the chess pieces on the board into a strategic position. Uh, it was all lip service. So I've been in fucking a hundred of these shitty six matches. So I was checked out by the end of it. Yeah. What about you, Stevie? It's just that formula. Hey, it's 10, 10, 25, 10, 30. Let's throw some uh, recaps and backstage promos. Mm-hmm. Let's get in six entrances or five or four. Let's kill it. Let's see if we can make it squeeze it out to 1040 or 1045. And then let's have a match that's way too long anyway. Yeah. It's got to change. You, you need to be laying the groundwork. It should have been done years ago, but football's coming up. Football on Monday, football on Saturday, football on Sunday. Who knows? They might turn around and have a Wednesday just to kill a dynamite, too. But football will kill these products come yeah. September. Well, I think I think you're spot on of what we missed last night because they even tried to give themselves the shine. We're in Buffalo, home of the Bills and the Sabres and the craziest fucking fans there are, right? Okay, where's Josh <laughs> Allen? Yeah. 
where's the heel ribbing on Hamlin fall, fall, falling face down, right? Fall, like fucking some heel could have got over him and like, hey, don't, I don't want you to fucking uh, fall out there, Vaxi. And whatever it is, we didn't reference anything. All they did was a little B-roll highlight package to try and go. And we're in Buffalo too, so aren't we as over as everything else? I know what happened. We can do it a master shoot if you want. What happened was when Vince fed that line and they said it, he stood up through the headset down. He goes, in a bubble, huh, Russo? I'm in a fucking bubble. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, all right, Ben. He does some stuff. He probably turns around mm-hmm. and he's MFing you, Vince. Oh, the gal, I'll teach him. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, frog flip sunset splash. What, what is going on, owl face? With uh, 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 the uh, whatchamacallit over. Uh, it's all cannabis all day here, man. Uh, I read your lamenting post on uh, Twitter, and I, I think I uh, <laughs> felt the exact same way of another three hours of just like, come on, man. Like, I'm glad we're our lives are easy enough that we get paid to talk about wrestling, but it's just like the drain of it all, you know, of like, God, can, can we at least have something decent to talk about that you want to? But we, it, it never really comes. So uh, we'll just keep creating content. A great Monday locker room yesterday, uh, breaking down the conspirators uh, against me as I plot my revenge. I'll be on my way to Canada this weekend for Crossfire Wrestling to defend my Canadian heavyweight championship against uh, the moron Rob Rage. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh, keeping on everything with horseshoe genetics and keeping my plants growing and meeting with more vendors to get more great products. I went to uh, High Peaks, uh, Central New York, or Central Processors New York, and saw unbelievable facility guy can make. Uh, he had all these huge machines, a uh, uh, thing that packs 20 joints in one minute, uh, can do 40,000 gummies in an hour. <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty impressive, giant, giant uh, greenhouses uh, that he only had like a third full. So, uh, And they're going to be only about hopefully 10 miles from when we open our store. So it's going to be a great partnership with them. So just business stuff like that keeps me charged up before uh, three hours of wrestling. Brings Did you find down. a place yet, Ben? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do. And, uh, that's, uh, my afternoon is to get a hold of the office of cannabis management to get that scheduled for them to come approve it. And, and everything just keeps on moving. I'm looking up, uh, how to make, uh, display cases, led display cases. Cause, uh, I think, uh, my father and I's woodworking craft, uh, can look a lot better than, buying a piece of modular junk you know what i mean so uh it's all everything is uh creative and and good it's just a a lot on the laundry list to keep ticking off boxes and they never you as soon as you check off one uh two more pop up so well bro it is so funny because um i uh uh i i heard jackie martling just came out with a a documentary bro so they asked me uh his person got in touch with me, asked me if I'd have Jackie on the show to promote the documentary, right? But man, Ben, it's amazing because, you know, he's 70 now. Mm-hmm. And bro, it's it's like exactly what you're saying. His whole life has been the hustle. And he's still hustling still at 70. When you talk about checking boxes, it's just amazing. Bro, all this guy did his entire career and and this is very uh, equivalent to wrestlers, bro. All he did, and he's still doing it today. Just kept sending his shit out, sending his shit out, sending his shit out, sending his shit out, sending his shit out. Whoever bit, it was an opportunity. <clears throat> and that's how we got on the Stern Show. He sure. blindly sent, somebody said, hey, bro, there's this hot new DJ in New York. He sent this shit out. And to this day, bro, they literally show him, going to the post office two, three times a week at 70, sending his shit out, bro. Yep. So, like, I when you say check the boxes, I was like, man, it, the hustle never stops, bro. It doesn't. And, and if it does, I guess that's kind of you. Everyone's like, I'd love to retire, but is that really what it is or is that – what drives us as humans to advance ourselves and advance our position uh, until if, if we get what we want, is it ever going to be enough? Do we always need more? 
You know yeah. what I mean? And how do you look at that? I was actually watching uh, Rain Wilson on uh, Bill Maher's new podcast, and it wasn't that great of an episode, but there is a couple of highlight moments in there, and he's got a new book talking about soul and Christianity and uh, really taking from Buddha, a, a more spiritual, I guess, right, the, all the way around. And that's where he was talking about when he was on The Office. When he first started in acting, he just wanted to pay homage to the craft and be like work on things that were meaningful and didn't care if they made any money just in the, the, you know, the labor of love part of it in New York city. And then eventually gets to the office level. But when he's at the office level, it becomes, well, I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why am I not making millions like Jack black? And why am I not in movies? And why can't I do it? So what you have right in front of you, is that enough uh, for you to eat? Especially if your family's doing, you know, comfortably. Uh, But I guess it's just, uh, taken in and being thankful while you're in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Senor Russo brand. What is going on Stevie with your empire? Yeah. I can't wait for the purple and black t-shirts to come out for Russo brand. We're going to you know, be mm-hmm. wearing them very proudly. Yes. yes. I'm going to be called uh, dirty Stevie. And then the bin can be <laughs> dirty or donut bin. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and that's uh, what you just said. I was struggling with that yesterday and we all struggle with it. Like we, we live extremely blessed and fortunate lives, but we're always looking. And even after the infection and the illness, I started to kind of lean towards like the comparison as thief of joy type stuff, looking and trying to look at money too much and things like that. So, you know, we're here for the journey. If we retire, we're going to expire. So I think we're going to yeah. be working a great deal for the next uh, 50 years. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's going on in uh, Stanford, Connecticut? Man? <laughs> Vince wants to go. First of all, before we get to Stanford, you didn't tell me anything about the screen behind you. What's going on? What are you working on now? None of that, bro. Yeah. The Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stevie Richards is actually growing at a really good pace. People are happy. And actually there's quite a few comments of people trying to interpret the analysis as well. So we're going to be bringing more videos this week. I think definitely uh, the Drew McIntyre Claymore kick is going to be on the finish analysis. That's cool. No, no criticism for Drew, but just letting these guys know that you can eat that boot. It's not going to hurt you. He's floating. So yeah. I think I'm going to go through that. We just released um, the finish of the uh, the Bachwinkle Lawler match with those punches I was telling you about. Yeah. And yesterday was the finish of the Punk Joe match uh, from Collision which they did a pretty good job with. So it's good stuff. It's expanding. I'm going to switch the studio around, try to make it better. I'm trying. I rehearsed it yesterday, and I have to apologize. I planned on doing a live analysis from now on on the Raw and SmackDown reviews. But it didn't. Oh, wow, nice. The the light was glaring off the screen. So if I can get that right, if I can just get up, do a quick three-minute. Oh, that is awesome. We're going to make it happen. So I'll, I'll make it happen by next week. Other than that, man, like I said, I'm just very fortunate. And as far as Master Shoot Theater, Vince is big on ESG scores. He's trying to figure out ways to raise ESG scores and actually even come out with a woke type of merchandise for the woke group. For he really, you know, Vince is the guy. He's sensitive. I didn't know if you knew this. He's sensitive. He understands where he knows the names of the sports teams in Buffalo. He <laughs> knows what's up. So we're going to go into his mind so he can – he was successful in WWE. Can he be successful with Walt culture, let's say? Wow, wow. That's going to be interesting. And we're going to go over that on Master Shoot Theater. We're going to run over I there and do that now. For All his NDAs he signed, recycled paper. That's <laughs> right. Very nice. Very nice. We are going to go down that road in Master Shoot Theater, guys. Also, remember to check out Ben and Stevie's uh, – SmackDown review show right here, bro. Check out patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. For me, Frog Flip Sunset and Senior Russo. We'll see you next week. Ding dong.